What's up, nerds? Welcome to Super Bomb, the podcast about the most comically bad comic book films ever made. My name is Harris Gale, and you probably have a whole bunch of questions. Namely, what is happening? Why is this podcast still a thing? And why is the audio a little spotty? Well, I can answer a few of them. Um, I can answer all of them. So the audio is a little weird because I no longer have the lofty heights of the Red River College recording studio to record the podcast, so I'm doing it from my house. Uh, That's the first kind of spotty audio. The second spotty audio is going to be the episode itself. The reason I never release this episode in sequence with all the other ones is that... The recording had a little bit of a snafu in terms of booking, and then I recorded it in another studio and then forgot to set the inputs for the microphones that my guests were using for the entire episode. I didn't realize until the very end, and at that point, it was obviously too late to correct it. So I never released the episode uh, until now, so now you're going to hear it. Um, What else? So I'm recording it in my house under a sheet with a blue snowball, which is a type of microphone. So that's why this audio is a little weird. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that answers all your questions, I hope. All your burning questions, we'll see. Anyway, this is a dumb intro. Let's get into the weekly punch-up. So we just have time for a quick... I mean, I've been gone for a while, so a lot has happened. Uh, so let's just do a rapid-fire weekly punch-up. First, big news. Robert Pattinson casts Batman in Matt Reeves' The Batman, coming in 2021. Matt Reeves, of course, directed a few of the Planet of the Apes movies and Cloverfield. It's the first in a planned trilogy. Um, And honestly, if this is like the end of the DCU, I'm fine with that. Then they should just make it definitive. They should focus on just giving us a really good standalone Batman movie instead of trying to like tie it in and do crazy world building because, frankly, it just never really worked for them. So I'm okay with... Robert Pattinson, I think that I saw like a side-by-side of him and like a comic panel of Bruce Wayne, and it's actually pretty close. So it looks kind of cool. So we'll see how that goes. Avengers Endgame. Holy shit. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it yet, go see it. Um, If for no other reason, then they are trailing Avatar for the all-time worldwide gross by like less than... 100 million. I haven't checked in a while. I think it's like 94 million, maybe less now. But go see it because it is honestly everything I could have ever asked for in a superhero team-up movie. I thought Avengers 1 was like as perfect as it could get. I was wrong. Avengers Endgame is great from start to finish. Great. Great, great, great. Go see it. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is opening in, I think, less than a month. I'm really, really excited for it. Uh, There's hints that Spider-Man is going to be taking on more of a leadership role after the events of Endgame, which I'm not going to go into because I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, it looks really cool. Hellboy. (laughs) Bomb. Total bomb. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I'm not going to spend money on it because I don't want to. Unfortunately, just apparently they said it just can't top Guillermo del Toro and Ron Perlman's uh, perfect versions of the characters. So they try and they fail. Um, So I'll see it at some point, but I'm definitely not going to pay for it. Dark Phoenix comes out this week. Um, I'm going to clock it now. Probably going to be a bomb. I did not care for X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, it was just bad, bad. All the X-Men movies are pretty good, save for Last Stand and X-Men Origins Wolverine. But this one, bad. Um, didn't like it. So I'm going to call it now. Dark Phoenix is probably going to be not great. At least it's the end of the series, and now uh, Marvel has the X-Men, so that'll be good. But I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to that one. Uh, finally, I watched the movie Split, which I know has been out forever, Finally watched it. Uh, I actually didn't mind it as like, you know, I know it's it's a kind of like a backdoor sequel to Unbreakable and then Glass was like the thing that brought them all together. I heard Glass is totally terrible, so I will probably cover it at some point on the show. If I uh, ever end up doing more live shows, I'll probably do that. Uh, finally, not really superhero or comic book related, but something I just want to say, the Game of Thrones finale was the worst. I didn't like it. Um, it was totally just the most phoned-in piece of shit ever in the history of television. And it sucks even more because there is no precedent for it being that bad leading up to it. But the show, I guess, had steadily gone on the decline. I I didn't think season 7 was that bad because I was hoping that season 8 would be really spectacular, and it wasn't. So, yeah. I've I've made peace with it now, but god damn it, was it bad. 
Um, you can feel free to call me out if you disagree with me, but whatever. Didn't like it. Anyway, that's it for the week of Punch Up. Let's get to the show. The show this week, the movie we're covering, is Tank Girl, um, suggested by Anna Damaskin. Man, this one, I had never seen it before. I remember seeing it on the movie shelves as I talk about in the episode, but had never watched it. It's fucking insane. Like, you sh- I, I suggest people watch it. Um, watch it. Don't, you know, expect to enjoy it that much, but definitely check it out, because it's just so bizarre. If you, like crave weird 90s counterculture, then you might enjoy it. Uh, my guests, Anna Damascus, Sarah London, both very funny individuals. Their plugs are uh, maybe a little bit out of date because I recorded this in, I think, like February. So hopefully their plugs remain somewhat normal. Um, we'll see. I, I think highbrow comedy is still a thing, and uh, Sarah, uh, as I see, has been doing shows around town. So check her out and check Anna out. And uh, let's just get to the show. Enjoy. Okay, so joining me in the studio, a studio today, I'm not in the usual studio, are uh, two of Winnipeg's funniest people. My first guest is the host of On Common Ground and produces the Highbrow Comedy Show every month. Please welcome Anna Damaskin. Hi, Anna. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> How's it going? Good, how are you? Good, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, not a problem. Uh, my second guest has performed comedy all over the city. She recently opened for Simon King, and she does regular sets at Wee Johnny's Comedy Club. Please welcome Sarah London. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah, kind of to... Yeah. <laughs> That's a, yeah. Again, it's a weird studio day. Um, so, thank you both for coming on the show, and thank you for watching this movie. The movie we're talking about today is Tank Girl. Anna, I... I, I have a list that I put out to my guests that they can choose from, and this one actually wasn't on the list. You suggested this one, which I, I totally forgot that it even existed. That First of all, thank you for choosing it. <laughs> no problem. Because I remember going to the movie store when I was a kid and always seeing it and never picking it. I looked interesting. It's got that cover of Lori Petty making a really intense face with a tank in the background. And I was like, that could be cool. And I just never rented it. And at the time, No Doubt was huge. And I was like, she kind of looks like Gwen Stefani. It looks pretty edgy and stuff, but I, I never picked it. So what? Why did why did you pick this movie? Uh, I used to read the comics when I was a kid. Actually, uh, my brother got me into the comic books, and I watched the movie growing up as a teenager. And got really into it. It's super cheesy, and it's made for the '90s, and it's basically for the MTV generation. Right. Uh, I just love it, no matter how crappy it is at the same time. <laughs> I like it was such a weird. Okay, we'll get into it in a sec. Before we get into the movie, what uh, what is your guys' experience with comic book or superhero movies? How do you feel about them? Do you like them? Do you hate them? I could go either way with them. I think a lot of the comic book and superhero movies are a little bit more obscure for me. Like I'm not into like Superman or Spider Man. I don't care, but uh, I like Spawn and. Um, orgasmo was funny. <laughs> uh, no, I just, not that, it doesn't matter to me. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have no experience. <laughs> I'm not a nerd. No, I'm kidding. Um, I just, I didn't, I grew up around girls. Like, I never mm-hmm. really was into comic books. I watched, like, The Avengers with my mom. Um, yeah, that's, um, that's do, it. Do you like superhero movies? Yeah. Yeah. I like them. Robert Downey Jr. was like my first most age-appropriate crush. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. That that makes sense. I mean, he's pretty honky in those movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so the movie we're talking about today is yeah, Tank Girl. I so <sighs> this one was so strange because I didn't know anything about it. I never read the comic. I found out that this movie basically like it, it was a series that was in a British magazine called Deadline. This basically put Deadline out of business, <laughs> which is insane. They put so much money or whatever promotion into this movie and then just so bad. Um, the the movie, like, there are so many weird references to, it, it starts in like 2033, a meteor hit Earth, all the water is gone. First of all, how are they alive if all the water is gone? <laughs> I guess like WMP, which is water power controls all the water. But there's so many references to current things that it's like, how did this 
survive up till 2033. <laughs> Did either of you catch any of those? Like, well, she's always like, oh, I have to go watch Baywatch. Yeah. Whatever. yeah. <laughs> like, Baywatch came out in 89. <laughs> <laughs> are they watching VHSs? Like, how are they not, like, damaged? <laughs> There's so many things. And I, I think part of it was, like, the, the writers of the comic were on hand for a bit of the production. So they've got, like... Was the comic as... Did it have, like, co- pop culture references and things like that? Not as, like, current as that, because the comic came out in 88. And, like, we just said a moment ago, Baywatch came out in 89. Right. So there's, like, <laughs> there's some, uh, some pop culture references that would have been more um, for, like, UK pop culture. Right. Since it, it is a UK comic. But... The pop culture references were written into the script. <laughs> yeah, she's like, because well, like right out of the gate, she's like, no TV, no celebrities, the whole world is over, basically. And then she, the whole movie, she's like, let's go to New York, go see Cats. <laughs> and, you know, Malcolm McDowell has some line. Look, you want to play, I'll play. And I'll win. No, not if it's Monopoly. Because I really kick ass at that game. Yeah, I was like, how have these references endured until 2033? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So the, basically, yeah, so there's this meteor that hit Earth, and then Malcolm McDowell, who's just... Anytime I see an opening credit saying, and it's like Ice-T and Malcolm McDowell in the same movie, I'm like, okay, cool. This will be interesting. Because I had no idea what this movie was going into it. Laurie Petty is crazy in this movie. Like, annoyingly so, almost. ADHD almost. Yeah. yeah. And she, like, anyone who's watched Orange is the New Black, you'll know that she is, uh, what's her name in that show? I, I don't remember. know. I, I never watched it. Okay. She's in that show, and she's crazy in that show. So, what, and that makes me think maybe she's just a crazy person in real life. I'm not sure. Probably just a really good character actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But in this one, she's, like, crazy, and she has these weird survival instincts, but it's almost like she has no fucking idea what she's doing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Because she'll, like, shoot guns and stuff like that, but have no, like, I, I don't know how she survived this long. She acts how I hope that I would act in right. any sort of situation like that. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, calm, living life. I don't know. I feel like she kind of approached everything, like, whatever. It's normal, but I'm going to do whatever it takes because I'm not going to die. And I was like, that's so cool. She so does- I'd be at gunpoint, I'd be like, this is weird. What a funny joke. Yeah. I'm not gonna die though. Like I don't know. She's got this weird kind of ironic detachment the whole movie, where she's just making quips and like even when she's she lives in this house with a whole bunch of like weird post-apocalyptic scavenger type people, and then WMP soldiers like raid the place, and there's this one WMP soldier, and she like pulls the pin from his grenade, yeah. <laughs> and she's like. And his reaction was just like, and this is like the best reaction ever for anyone that has like a bomb attached to them about to go off like a grenade or whatever. And he's just like, ah, shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's it. Ah, shit. And it just blows up. And he's actually part of a plot hole. Is he? Yeah. Oh, please go on. Uh, when they capture her and he, yeah, um, they uh, say how many people she's killed. They said eight. She's actually killed nine. Oh. And he was the ninth one. Oh. Okay. <laughs> So, like yes, like I said, like she's got these survival instincts where she can just kill guys indiscriminately, no problem. But she just she like even in the middle of a crazy intense survival situation, she's just willy nilly, just doing nothing. She's like, there's a part in the end where she's like roasting weenies on the top of the <laughs> tank. Awesome. We'll get there. Um, so basically, Malcolm McDowell and, and his company control all the water and power, and he's got this like whatever general guy that he's talking to and then he like stabs him with this water extracting <laughs> instrument i didn't understand that I, I like i think he's a water vampire yeah like does it pull out like the water from the blood i think so okay but yeah, then we're it not ki- scientists but <laughs> right you're not scientists no. okay no. I, I took science in my first year of university okay. and i can confirm that it's extracting water <laughs> yeah. from blood but then they die. It doesn't seem like it strikes. Also, I feel like it should be extracting way more way water. More, mm-hmm. Right? I looked it up while I was watching it. I was like, I know the human body is a pretty high percentage of water. Mm-hmm. More than just like a little, like, that seemed like a, a cup. It's like a, it's like a small water bottle. Yeah. I would have said it was like a pint. Oh. I think it was like a pint of water. 
in the human body? No, like, I mean, (laughs) he extracts it. (laughs) Yeah, because I think the human, it's like 70%, but that's like everywhere. It seemed like it may be just localized to that one spot, but then you see, yeah, his hands like shrivel up. It was so fucking weird. So he's, and then they go to such lengths to like show him like, wasting water in any scene he's in. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, like, have water, like, at champagne. Yeah, and, like, yeah. towers of water. It's he's got so this, good. like, waterfall doorway. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, there's another scene where they cut to him and he's got, like, a water gun that he's just spraying around. He's, it's like we need to establish that this guy has so much water that he can just shoot it out of a water gun at nothing. So she has, like, the, the costumes in this movie... What did you think of them? Sorry, what was the question again? What did you think of the costumes in this movie? The costumes, I thought they were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I second that. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. they're great. Uh, especially, like, during the changing scene at the, uh, I don't know, the whorehouse, whatever you want to oh, yeah. call it. Yeah. It's uh, Silver City. Silver something I had yeah. written down. Like it's Silver City. Is it Liquid Silver? Liquid Silver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thinking of the movie theater. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah uh, the costume changes when she's in that room are just absolutely amazing and confusing at the same time. And like, so excessive. Yeah. yeah. Like, every scene... I feel like she had, like, 20 different outfits. She for sure did. And none of them looked like the ones that the woman was recommending to her. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And then when she's doing that montage, yeah, I forgot about that. You're like, where'd you even find the colors? Yeah. Like everything here in silver. <laughs> what are the nurses costumes? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it makes me think that if there's, like, a post-apocalyptic future, like, we might be okay. They seem to have, like, tons of different random accessories that are very, mm-hmm. like, she's got booze and cigarettes and stuff she's just throwing them around mm-hmm. yeah yeah also it takes a lot of water to produce like plastics yeah. and fabric and all <laughs> that so i'm just thinking there is water mm-hmm. actually now, now that i think about it there is a lot of plastic stuff yeah. and that that stuff will last forever so maybe yeah. that's why her everything is just like plasticky and candy oh. necklaces she's got a candy necklace yeah. <laughs> how the fuck did that make it through the apocalypse well sugar and it doesn't, what's it the word for something that doesn't go bad? Yeah. Uh, like, it's like non-perishable. Non-perishable. Yeah. Sure it's non-perishable. I guess so. Or, I don't even know. But it was I like in good shape too. They <laughs> 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 come wrapped in plastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I mean. Like these are things that you think like, oh, this is like non-disposable. Like we cannot, We. this is a, like a means of sustenance. You can't just give it to Tank Girl. How? How did they... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> There's a theme that has kind of happened in this show, kind of weirdly just incidental. Um, animal violence, right out of the gate. The yak or the sea, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the cow, the water buffalo that she rides. I, I'm at a point doing this podcast where I don't know if I can handle much more animal violence. Because in Blade... Or in Hulk, there's Hulk dogs. In Blade Trinity, there was vampire dogs. I just watched Meteor Man. There's serious dog violence in that one. I just did a show for Ashley Burdett, dog violence. And then, yeah, one of the guards just so coldly just shoots the water buffalo. I did not like that. That was really hard for me to watch, especially because yeah. it was set up like he was her like right-hand man. Her buddy. Her little buddy. Yeah, and he's got glow sticks on his eyes. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, it was hard. Watching that at 10 a.m. Yeah. Uh, on cold medicine was really hard for me. Did this movie make any more sense to you on cold medicine, or, or could it possibly make less sense? Oh, so I'll just, I was very sick yesterday when I watched this movie. <laughs> for everyone at home, I was on cough medicine, extra strength, Tylenol cold and sinus, like more than you're supposed to. <laughs> and, and I loved every minute of the movie. Yeah. Um, it all made sense. There are things you've mentioned that I didn't know happened. Right. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> I like I I will I did I enjoyed it for such a like weird time capsule of like the '90s, but I don't know that I enjoyed it as a movie. Yeah, it's good for nostalgia. It definitely didn't age well no. for me, and a lot of the jokes were funny <laughs> but if that movie was made today <laughs> i don't know how it wouldn't sit well with the climate yeah 
Yeah. I would also, if it was made today, I'd still get Lori Petty in there yeah. to do Tank Girl again. I, don't th- I can't think of anyone else. It's funny because looking at like the image of the character, the drawn character, she doesn't really resemble Lori Petty, but like who, like if you had to cast it today, who would you cast if it wasn't Lori Petty? Hmm. Um, Anne Heche. Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the most <laughs> ridiculous yeah. actress The studio's right like, now. okay, we, we're going to go older on this one. <laughs> hey, she's aged okay. She's aged fine. I don't know that. Okay. No, not Anne yeah. Um. Audrey Plaza sure. or Rihanna. Good call. Nice. I feel like Audrey Plaza would make a better jet girl. Oh, right. That's yeah. true. Good point. Naomi Watts. Naomi Watts. Her first major movie, I believe. Yeah. She auditioned nine times for this movie. And <laughs> Worth it. Yeah. And she said she's she's very ashamed of it now. <laughs> Rightly so, I so think. So are the creators of the comic. Yeah, yeah. This is a sore spot for them because... They, I think, like, there was so much kind of hype around the movie. And, like I said, Deadline put a lot of resources into promoting it. And then it was just, like, a total fucking train wreck. So they they capture Tank Girl. And they are, like, keeping her prisoner and torturing her. And they, like, put her in this, like, ice box thing. And her... there was no frosty breath happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like covered, like the pipes are like frozen. It looks like it's colder than it was in Winnipeg. And Her eyes have changed color yeah, and it's so yeah. cold. There's no breath on either of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Her eyes, like, in that scene are, like, bright, like, weirdly blue and gray. And then the next scene, they're like, one's green, one's blue. I didn't understand why they... It's It's such a visual movie. And it's cool, but also terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to get their shit together. Yeah. Um, so they they decide that they're going to, like, he's trying to break her. I don't know why he's putting so much energy in trying to break her. I know. Yeah. He but wants her as a killing machine. I guess he sees her as, like, yeah, yeah, that might be it. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to use her skills. Right. Yeah. So they, they go to this, like, place where... There's like a ripper base. Rippers are like this unseen <laughs> killing machines that are in the desert, so violent, and you don't know what they are. They have long tail. They look like velociraptors mm-hmm. when they're in full armor. So we don't know what they are. They can, yeah, they look like the poor man's predator. Right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Totally. So we don't know what they are, and then they go to this ripper base, and then they're just like swarmed by rippers. Malcolm McDowell's arm is ripped off. And then they have him in this, like, the doctor's talking to him. And I have the line. She's like, Your face has been gutted, Mr. Kessley, sir. To be honest, your chances of seeing again are as likely as your arm growing back. Like, that's kind of a mean thing for a doctor to say. <laughs> Is that when he does the doctor? You see the glass happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the robot arm they give him looks terrible. Oh, it's, yeah. It's basically like his arm in a gray sleeve with, like, metal parts on it. Mm-hmm. It's like they didn't even... So heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's got these, like, swirly <laughs> things that it... Does he use them at all? Yeah, he uses it at the end, I think, when he's fighting with yeah, the girl. Right. He does, yeah. And I think he, like, uses it to, like, intimidate uh, Sam, the little girl. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. Um, so they... Tank Girl and Jet Girl have now formed something of a, a relationship. Mm-hmm. When she's, like... Tank Girl sees Jet Girl, Naomi Watts, kind of in this situation where this guard is kind of being not great to her. And then she goes up and kisses her. And the guard's like, ew, gross. And then, like, spits as he walks yeah. away. It's just like any other dude would have been like, right on. Yeah, exactly. He's like, ew. He's like, this is disgusting. Yeah. It's yeah. 2033. Yeah. Have some respect for yourselves. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, 2033, like, the real, like, the... The anti, whatever, like the, 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 or whatever. The, they didn't know who Trudeau was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this guy's like so grossed out by lesbians. So, so they, they escape, I think, what, via tank or something like that, or she takes her jet. She takes a tank. Yeah. Right. And jet. Takes a takes jet. Takes a jet. Yeah. Right. So that's how they basically get, like, they, they go, oh yeah, after the Rippers attack them, then they, they make their, their getaway. Mm-hmm. And then they encounter Subgirl. Wait, no, I totally screwed up. Did you? They didn't, they didn't escape. What happened was they forced her to, they took Tank Girl. Right. And they were going to force her to walk through, like, all the, the desert yeah. to 
to see the, if she explodes or if she oh, finds the right, Ripley's right, and then right. just happens to steal the tank because they brought a tank and then Jack Girl zoomed in. Right. And right. then the Rippers basically render yeah. all the guards completely incapacitated by just ripping them to shreds. Yeah. And they make their getaway and then they encounter Subgirl and Cusack, the forgotten Cusack, <laughs> who is such a weird character. She's Subgirl. Subgirl. She was supposed. To, she was in the comic book. Oh, she was. Yeah. Okay. And she was supposed to have more of a part in the movie, apparently. But uh, like with the reason why the creators of the comic book are pissed off. Um, I don't remember this happening. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's like this weird lady with red hair. And she's just like, I'm building an arc for the Ripper. I, I do remember this. I didn't realize she had a name. Yeah. I thought it was just yeah. really well, scary. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I don't like. I don't, I don't think they really mentioned her name. But they she's don't. Sub girl in yeah. the comic books, and like the plot behind her is that she was Tank Girl's best friend or right. something. You know. Oh. And she's so got, that's her, just completely different. Her, you know? her accent is so inconsistent too. She mm-hmm. like goes from like talking so weirdly elegantly to like. Okay, fine. It's on this. Like, she, it's so weird. Yeah. She wanted to build an ark, right? That Some, was her yeah. thing. She's yeah. like, I'm building an ark. Something like that. <laughs> she wasn't serious about it. Oh, right. I don't. Oh. I think she was just saying that to like kind of because she thought that they were water and power as well. Right. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Also, I forgot to mention between scenes there are animated sequences, yeah. which I found out the reason that there's so many animated sequences is because they forgot to shoot scenes in the movie. So, like, a couple weeks before release, they're like, oh, shit. So they got the comic creators to just come in and very hastily just draw the sequences that are missing. But they're, they're so strange and so quick that you can't make heads or tails of it. And it's like, these are important plot points in the movie, but they're just so quickly, like, glossed over with these weird sequences. Look like really crazy acid trips, but again, it's it was a movie basically made for the MTV generation, right. so it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the attention span would line for the audience would line mm-hmm. up with this movie for yeah. sure. Yeah. So Tank Girl or whether Subgirl tells them go to go to yeah Liquid Silver. Yes, Liquid Silver. Which I like. I had a hard time with this whole scene. Uh, do you hate musicals? I don't hate musicals. I hate them when they take place in the middle of a post-apocalyptic, water-deprived <laughs> society. Well, where that's your problem. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is a hero's problem. Yeah, so many water pools. Also, how the fuck do they all know the lyrics to that Cole Porter song? <laughs> it looks like it's a hostage situation, and then they're all just like into it. Yeah. It's like, Fun, like, positive situation ever. I hope I'm in a bank that gets robbed like this. <laughs> they're like, they're trying to rescue the girl because there's this girl who is in the start of the movie. She got kidnapped by WMP, and Tank Girl's just trying to rescue her. That's like her main motivation. So she knows, I guess, that she's at the Liquid Silver place for some yeah. reason, and that's where they rescue her from Iggy Pop. Jesus Christ. I just watched The Crow uh, 2 recently. He's in that movie, too. He steals, steals in that one. This one, he's just as gross yeah. and vainier. Mm-hmm. Um, so she rescued... It's like a... Yeah, it's like a... Bur- uh, uh, what is it? Like a burlesque? I think it's like a burlesque thing? slash... Uh, like, if you've ever seen The Handmaid's Tale, when they go to... I don't remember what it's called. Oh, shoot. Uh, yeah. That place yeah. where all the women are, like, prostitutes, but they also, like, hang out and, like, dance right. and all that kind of stuff. Very That's similar, the yeah. Deal. In New, is it New York in the Anime Tale? I think? I, oh, I'm so... I have one know. of these, like, ranches <laughs> in Las Vegas <laughs> like that. It's like a ranch and there's, like, rooms, but they also, like, dance or something. So... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So she, like, t- Tank Girl then, yeah, changes, does this montage, this clothes-choosing ch- montage, and mm-hmm. then takes what's her name the the person who runs the uh, I, can't. I can't remember her name she just like looks like a cracked out right. uh, version of uh, what's her name oh my god Liza Minnelli yeah mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah totally yeah so she like takes her hostage and then she's like okay what do you want me to do and she starts singing and they all start singing the, uh, what's the song um, um, I think it's called like uh, let's fall in love. Let's fall in love. Yeah, yeah. and everyone, she's like everyone's singing. Everyone just starts yeah. singing this song, I, and it's like pointless, and it doesn't. And the whole time, they're singing this song, and then the girl gets kidnapped again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they what got distracted by. Yeah, that's what music. I mean. Like Tank Girl, she's got these survival instincts, but she like intentionally derails everything. And it's, like, how has she survived this long? I don't know. ADHD. Yeah. 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 So so they have so many, like, 
weird throwaway lines just to get us from scene to scene. So every scene basically opens with a, where are we now? What are we doing? And so after the Cole Porter song thing where they're like, okay, we're now somewhere else and we need to save the girl again. That's when they encounter the Rippers, Mm -hmm. which it turns out. Yeah. (laughs) Are human kangaroo hybrids. You should have heard my brain when this scene was happening. I was like trying to guess what they were. I was like, they're dog people. They're mouse people. They're like, Oh, and then when they said they were kangaroos, I was like, yeah, that was one of the things I thought they might have been. I just like, love how there's just like didgeridoos uh, playing, yes. and then one of them is iced tea. It's just so good. I bought our Dunkaroo snacks when I rewatched this movie for the record. They, I thought they were dog people too at first. I didn't know what they were. And then yeah, they all raised their tail. For some right. Reason, I was like, dogs have tails. Yeah, but they look strange and pointy. Yeah. And then they, they mentioned that they're kangaroos. And I was like, oh, because it's in Australia. Which I didn't even know. What? Yes. Because I don't know why. It's a British comic why they said in Australia. But maybe they just like came up with the idea for the kangaroo because Booga is her boyfriend in the comics. Yeah. So maybe they came up with the kangaroos first and they're like, where are kangaroos from? Australia. Okay, so we'll send in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so they are human kangaroo hybrids, which the army like meshed them together to make them super sold to the perfect soldier. But one of them was a dog. Right. Got promoted. To mm-hmm. human. To human and that then turned a, into a human yeah. kangaroo. Wasn't that Booga? That was Booga. <laughs> yeah, that was Booga. They, and yeah, they have this moment where they all talk about what they were before. Ice-T was like, Who'd you used to be? A cop. Figures. <laughs> I was like, of course you were, Ice-T. <laughs> it's like kangaroo cop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would watch a whole movie with just iced tea in kangaroo cop form. That would be the best. But yeah, they're like living this underground base. Mm-hmm. And if, and the attention to detail in every scene, it can't be overstated. Mm-hmm. They every the, the set dressing and, and especially in their underground dwelling place, I really I wanted to just stop and look at everything. Yes. Was, so what was the significance of the closet full of bowling balls? Don't know. <laughs> Do not know. It was and it's like prominently featured yeah. in several shots. Yeah. Bowling was really in in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> still kind of cool now. <laughs> and also the leader of the Rippers like plays. He was a jazz guy who plays yeah. saxophone, and they all have yeah. There's like weird nineties aesthetic. Yeah. Which I guess like. I don't know. They they could have done a futuristic aesthetic, but that would have kind of taken away from the more like anti-authority type thing that they have going on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're very strange. One of them is very horny, which I did not like at all. Yeah. Wait, was that like when they're... Oh, that's... We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. The nerdy guy who's also like, yeah, really horny. And the whole scene, you were like, are they going to fuck? Like, he's really horny with Naomi Watts. Mm -hmm. There's a part where they're doing this... It's so gross. They're, like, doing this prayer, Mm -hmm. which is... Basically, they're like, you need to earn our trust. So we've got this thing where the WMP are getting a shipment of weapons. And you can use this thing to, like... I don't know. You can use this two-way thing. And it's like, how are you going to hear us? And then Ice-T's ears are like, just face west. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so they go to this mission to get pictures of the weapons. And the way that they distract the guards. They pretend that they're taking a photo shoot for a calendar. A WNP calendar. Yeah. the men of- <laughs> And the guards are like on board yeah They're like okay i need i don't need any more information <laughs> let's do this and she does this like really weird french accent and she says like it doesn't have this certain je ne sais quoi again such a like weird like how did that expression yeah. survive well not only that it's just like the world is doomed <laughs> like who's buying calendars <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like, like do you even know what day it is like nobody really knows what date is. They know what year it is. They don't know what date is. Who needs a fucking calendar when you don't have water? Who cares? And like, why are they so on board to like this person who just randomly showed up out of nowhere? It's like the middle of the night. You guys are doing a weapons shipment. It's like, okay, so this seems like an appropriate time to stop and do a photo shoot for a calendar. This one could have actually been an amazing human resources move on the part of WNP. True. Yeah. Just to see like 
Well, you mean to keep spirits high or yeah, to like, yeah, yeah okay. everyone's probably sad all the time. Yeah. yeah. That one guy was really into it. He's like, oh, I want to be December. <laughs> <laughs> so they get the weapons or they, they get the, sh- the, the picture of the weapons and w- they start like, I can't even remember. They start, sh- oh yeah, right, yeah. So this is when they basically chase the truck. And this is when the guards, like all the WP guards start shooting at her and she's got this line she's like starting to get frustrated and she says now you work in my tent <laughs> is that an expression i wasn't sure i've never heard it anywhere I, yeah. other than in that movie <laughs> yeah. and i've never fully understood it <laughs> like she she's basically like trying to hijack the truck that has all the weapons because Ice-T is like, yeah, no, it's not good enough. This is too convenient. <laughs> so we need to get the truck. So yeah, and this is when she's like roasting a weenie. She's she's like so indiscriminately like shooting at them while roasting a weenie mm-hmm. and the tank is driving itself. At this point, I was like, this movie is so silly. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but I couldn't handle it. Um, so they, they celebrate with the Rippers and they're having this prayer and they all start dancing, and then one of them says to Naomi, "She's like she like picks her up. He like picks her up to bring her into the dance." And she's like, "Come on, I'm not a condom. It's okay. I have condoms." I was like, "What the fuck?" Did he just say it was so gross? Yeah, uh, real creepy. Real I creepy. Think every woman's nightmare on a dance floor. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like that's every woman's nightmare for sure. Uh, but there's. Throughout that entire movie, there's so many inappropriate situations that would generally, like, make women uncomfortable in a day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And they, they kind of make fun of the situations in a way, too. Like, they, they make it look how disgusting it is. And this yeah. is what women actually put up with. But it's, like, blown out of proportion a little bit so that people notice it a little more. Yeah. Do you think that that was... <laughs> well, it was a female that directed it, I'm pretty sure. It was. So we can only hope that that was the intention. Yeah. yeah. I'm, that's the way I'm going, <laughs> actually. As a feminist, I'm hoping that they're trying to point out right. how... It's real yeah. ahead of the curve. Yeah. ...life is. <laughs> and then after this scene, they cut to uh, Tank Girl and Booga in bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, did they fuck... They did yeah. in the original theater release that my brother saw. Yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, they showed okay. it? There was a, yeah, there was apparently a sex scene, and this is like according to my brother, that it didn't get released on the VHS right. or DVD. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently there's like a huge prosthetic dick or they something. They spent $5,000 on a prosthetic kangaroo dick. Oh my god! That never made it into the version of the movie that we watched. Yeah, it was only in the theatrical version. I don't. But then, like the studio, like put the kibosh on it. So why would they release it in the theatrical one? Don't know. But basically, yeah, there's an it. Yeah, bestiality and stuff. Yeah, that's probably why they probably cut it out because of that. But they kept in the like, don't worry, I have condoms line. (laughs) Like, well, I mean, you don't see someone's prosthetic wang. Right. There was yeah a naked ripper suit that basically had a prosthetic penis for Booga and was used during the like post-coital scene which is what they wrote here um and it was yeah taken out of the final thing because MGM just insisted even though it was, they spent five thousand dollars on it and Stan Winston who made all the like he did Jurassic Park and E.T. he did this movie for half the price that he normally did because he was so passionate about doing it so all the kangaroo suits are a Stan Winston wow. yeah I know I know imagine being the actor having to put that Suit on. Man, I, well, I think it was the guy who played Booga. Yeah, yeah. Who is that? Don't uh, know. I don't care. I, I, <laughs> I've seen. I can't remember his name, but he's in like Sons of Anarchy. And yeah, stuff, yes, but yeah. I can't remember his name, but didn't the Lorraine Bobbitt thing happen in '95? Maybe yeah. they like cut it out because of that. A little close to home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Um. So also, they they open the crates to find that it was all like a setup. Yeah. And they have the body of Johnny Prophet. They keep mentioning Johnny. Who the fuck was Johnny Prophet? He's the guy that made them. Yeah. Yeah. He's like their father. But what happened? Like they keep mentioning him, but it's never. He's a scientist that was like trying to like uh, make the, like save the world. Oh. There was still water or whatever. And he was like 
go like they said in the movies like he went away to try to like convert seawater into drinking water oh, yeah, okay. New yeah. Zealand. oh okay which kind of makes sense that they're that it was set in australia right yeah, yes. i also thought they were in america the whole time and i don't know <laughs> it just seemed a far way to go when there's no water they could have even had like a quick shot in the beginning saying like australia 2033 or something like that <laughs> yeah that would have been easy mm-hmm. but yeah, so so they have like the body of Johnny Prophet, and then all the kangaroos are like, they, they have that like. Oh yeah, moment. they're like, let's pray, and then like the two girls put their hands yeah, together yeah. and pray, and then all the kangaroo yeah. dudes go and dance. How did religion survive the apocalypse? Oh my god, no kidding! How did any of the stuff in this movie survive? So they decide to attack uh, Water and Power just because they're like, this is it. We got like Johnny Prophet's dead. They're so fueled by rage. So I, the Ice T song is playing during yeah. this first this uh, attack sequence, which I loved because mm-hmm. it was it was it's always nice when like especially with Ice T when he's in the movie, but then he has like a song in it. I think it, it, there was another one with like a what was that Shark movie with Ella Cool J? Uh, Deep Blue yes, Sea. Yes, yes, same thing. Love that movie. And then also the same thing where he's got a song in it. Ice T was great in this movie. I will say, like he was he was the only kangaroo that really had much of an arc sort of other than Booga. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he had a bit of a personality. Yeah. yeah. He brought something to it more than any of the other ones. Cause like the guy who plays the saxophone is like their leader, but he didn't really, he was kind of annoying. Yeah. 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 Like bragging, yeah. <laughs> play the saxophone. Yeah. yeah, and he knows so much about astrology. That's or right. Something. Yeah, I don't know. He just like mentioned a star sign. Like, oh, get something like Aquarian related. Yeah, or something. yeah. <laughs> like, shut up. <laughs> um, so they're like Jet Girl and some of the kangaroos are like they're flying towards WMP, and she gets one of them. She's like instructing him to like use the radio to talk to the people on the other side, and he keeps like tripping over his words or whatever. And then she's like, fine, I'll do it. And she does it perfectly. It's like, why didn't she just do that to begin with? Why did she even need the rippers to do it? I think that's your, like, you know, the, like a pro-feminist type thing. Where it's like, yeah, she can do it. She can do it better mm-hmm. than yeah. human-kangaroo hybrids. Yeah. Any day. Any day of the week. When they, when they finally get into the base and they start, like, killing all the guards, the rippers, like, jump around everywhere. And you can clearly see the wires on their backs, which I love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can see some of the camera cars too a couple of times. Oh, really? During the final battle, like when they uh, do uh, views of the tank, where it's supposed to be like, or yeah, like where they're supposed to be like an empty space or whatever. Right. You can see camera crews and sometimes (laughs) like the cars and stuff. (laughs) That's great. I love it. (laughs) It just like and by I think probably by that time they shoot they're just like fuck we got to get this done. Like we we got we got to get this movie out soon. Yeah. Also, I'd like to talk about feet for a moment. Feet. There's two instances of feet where <laughs> I know, this, is, this is just how I'm going to transition yeah, to this. Sure, yeah. I'm going to talk about feet. Um, in the beginning of the movie, when uh, Kessler or Malcolm McDowell, yes. uh, he uh, he's wearing shoes. And then all of a sudden he's oh, not. Right, right. And also the kangaroo people have kangaroo feet when they're in their lair. <laughs> and then we're in, when they're in that final battle, they're just like wearing normal human sized shoes. Are they really? Yes. Oh my God. They really fucked up on the final battle scene. Like with the, the wires, you can see camera uh, crew <laughs> and cars. And they're not wearing the right... They're just, uh, like, normal boots. They're just, like, normal, like, boots or sneakers or whatever, but their feet, like, all of a sudden are way smaller. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's insane. They fucked up on the stunt doubles. They fucked up. Um, We find out that Malcolm McDowell placed microphones all over her Mm -hmm. somehow, and that's how he's been, like, tracking her and, like, following the rippers and, and, and tracking their progress because she was covered in microphones. He calls her a living, breathing microphone. <laughs> <laughs> because he has that like moment where he's like, when they're telling her to go into the ripper base, they like plant a tracker on her. And then he's like, I can track you. I've got this like thing on his, on his wrist or whatever. And then immediately gets his arm snapped off or ripped off. I was like, okay, so that plot point is over. No. May, I mean, do you think that that was like misdirection? No. Why would he volunteer like get his arms I mean, ripped off? I don't think it was misdirection, but chances are, like, even though she had that thing, like, shot into her, 
if he if he has the technology to even have a wristwatch that <laughs> can track her, he probably has the technology to like still be able to get that tracker on another device. Right. I mean, like maybe so like do you not back up your phone to your computer? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, it's... it's it was, I mean, uh, Apple was still, like, Apple Macintoshes were still a thing. Maybe there was, like, a Steve Jobs in this universe yeah. that was just, like, making these watches. And he's like, oh, my watch broke. Okay, perfect. Like, give me your Apple cloud yeah. password yeah. and username, and I'll, like, make sure you can still track this chick. Yeah, because he, he has that reveal at the end where he's like, I've been tracking you. Yeah, you're a living, breathing microphone. And then also, they... Throughout the movie, they... After he was attacked by the Rippers and his face was, like, gutted, as according to the doctor, we never really see, we see his arm a lot, but we never see his face. And then the big reveal is that we see his face and it's like, oh, I guess he was fine. And then she goes to punch him yeah. and he's, it's a hologram? Yeah. This part was very confusing to yes. me. The logic of him being able to get hurt or, like, him not being able to get hurt, but then he was able to get hurt. As a holograph, I didn't like it. Well, I, I didn't get it because... <laughs> I think it's just his head was a hologram. But how could his... Oh. how? Where is his brain then? How He's is he... sentient? I don't know. <laughs> like, that's how, the thing. Like, this movie makes no sense because of that stuff. It, like, I think it was, like, an effort to be... Like, to be cool and, like, oh, this is, like... He's a... Uh, he, he just was, like, afraid of looking like the minimalist uh, man in the iron mask. Right. And just decide to chop off his head because, you know, like, fuck, whatever. He's already lost his arm. <laughs> but, like, how could he get... How Like, it, it was so... It confounded me because I was like, as soon as she, like, tries to, like, punch him and it goes through, I was like, so he has no head? And then he's like... A ro- and then she's like, well, how, how do I defeat you? Do I short-circuit you? And then turns out <laughs> she can just... There's a perfectly placed bucket of water... <laughs> Like, what did she do? Did she shoot it or something like that? She kept trying to shoot him and it didn't work. Right. And, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess maybe she just figured out, okay, well, Skynet, you just need to drop water yeah. on Skynet and it's fine. And his big arc is that he's like, say I won. Like, he just wants her to admit defeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she's like, I won. And yeah. so funny. Yeah. Yeah. For, like, the first two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. She keeps saying, yeah. 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 And then she, like, drops... A bucket of water on him and then he's like he has this line he's like this isn't over nothing's over and then it's over mm-hmm. Booga is like the commander of the army now he's like JK I just took all the bullets out of their guns <laughs> so crazy all the army walks in yeah. their guns pointed at her and then then what's his name Booga, Booga. he just walks in he's like JK there's yeah. no bullets and it's like <laughs> and credits I was like wait what that's it and then they have this like yeah this montage this animated sequence where they're going over a waterfall or something, I guess, because all the water now is readily available to them. I didn't understand because, because like WMP is like drilling for water the yeah. whole movie, right? Yeah. yeah. So They're siphoning it all away. Also, do they control water in the whole world? Because it's so localized to just like this one area of the I, we don't know. Maybe if, just for Australian because the world has semi fucked up slash ended whatever uh maybe they just don't know what's going on yeah in the other continents yeah because they really don't make any mention of it so it's so it's such a micro view of the end of the world Mm -hmm. you you, yeah i wanted more i wanted there i wanted it first of all i wanted to be seven states just because Usually, like, end-of-the-world type stuff, if the States is fucked up, then you know it's bad. Right. Australia... Well, up until today, I thought it was set in the States. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, basically, the director, Rachel uh, Talale, I think that's oh, how you pronounce it. Yeah. Um, this was her last, like, movie before moving exclusively to TV shows, which, yeah, I think, because she, basically, she made this movie, and she had the whole sex scene and all that stuff. She was really attached to it, and then the MGM basically took it away from her. So, like, the final edit, she had no control over. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. Which I can, which would move someone... I can understand why they would, like, she would go to TV after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Ripper's makeup took, like, four hours to apply. <laughs> and there are some, like, background ones. Doug Jones is one of the background Rippers, who's, like, the fish guy from Shape of Water. Oh! Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And uh, he also plays the Silver Surfer in a movie that I will cover at the live show. Um... The creators of the show, or the creators of the comic, 
basically went on record to say like you know the script was bad they kept <laughs> rewriting it to put like you know what a Grange Hill jokes which I don't know what that is or Benny Hill jokes and then like they were like just the studio doesn't get it that's that was like their whole thing so they kept cutting jokes and stuff but they kept having to rewrite the script so it was like that's why there's no consistency in the movie because basically as they were shooting they kept rewriting parts of the well, movie that's a normal thing that happens in movies though like you can go through a lot of rewrites but the problem is is uh i think that there was just too many writers yeah that were fucking with the script it's kind of like too many cooks in one pot right yeah <laughs> <laughs> in the kitchen, you mean? Yeah. 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 Well, we call I it feel like pot. even one, yeah. one cook is too many in one pot. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically, like, they, yeah, they just, they did a whole bunch of rewrites and the movie turned out to be total shit. And uh, the, what is it here? Um, okay. So this is a segment of the show called Cast Off. As is the case with most superhero comic book properties, there's a lot of weird casting things that happen in these things. Um, so Spice Girls, Emma Bunton, Victoria Beckham, and Jerry Hallowell, or Horner, all auditioned for the role of Tank Girl. Um, <laughs> there is YouTube footage of it. It's very quick, but you can see, like, super young Spice Girls all auditioning for it. Um, who else? Uh Gwen Stefani, apparently. I thought, okay, I I thought Gwen Stefani was taped. That's what I thought, like too. 45 minutes. Oh, what? <laughs> like, in the... <laughs> yes, while watching it for the first yeah. about 45 yeah. minutes. I, I thought it was Gwen Stefani. <laughs> she, I mean, I think Gwen Stefani definitely, her look is definitely heavily inspired by Tank Girl, I would say. I think maybe she auditioned for this and was like, yeah, I'll just roll with that. I'll just make that my image. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Bjork was initially supposed to play Subgirl. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then she couldn't make it work for, I don't know, I think she had... For one scene. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also the the girl, the Subgirl was supposed to have a much larger fleshed out role, but then they just cut it down to nothing. Yeah, because she was supposed to come in the final battle. Yeah. She was supposed to go with them to Liquid City or whatever. And yeah, because like you said, like uh, Subgirl is a a big part of the comic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... Steven Spielberg and James Cameron both considered directing this movie. That would have been so different. I know. And this is like post Jurassic Park and like post The Abyss. They should think about redoing it. Holy shit. Man. They need to revive this non-existent franchise. (laughs) Yeah. I would watch a remake of this movie. I would also watch a Broadway musical version of this Mm -hmm. movie. Ooh, that would be real good. Yeah. That that would be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So the movie... The movie had a budget of $25 million. Do you want to guess how much it made? Nothing. <laughs> I want to guess, I'm going to say $2 million. Very close. $4 million. Wow. Yeah. They lost a, so much. Tw- almost $20 million. <laughs> they probably would have made more if they just kept that scene with the prosti- uh, prosthetic dick. Probably. Yeah. That yeah. at least would have had like Soul some shock. DVDs. Yeah. Like, would have DVDs. Yeah. Yeah. Because people would be like, oh shit, this is like seriously shocking bestiality, <laughs> gross human kangaroo stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have had that shock value for sure. Yeah. Um, it's got a 38% Rotten Tomato score. <laughs> Sounds about yes, right. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Fine. That's whatever. <laughs> they say, yeah, while it's unconventional, Tank Girl isn't particularly clever or engaging, and none of the one-letters have any real zing, which... I would disagree. Yeah. Do you have some written down? I have a list oh, of my favorite lines. I love it. Oh, can I just share Go for it. Right Absolutely. Now? Yeah, do it. Okay. At some point when I think she leaves from her, like, captors, she says, been swell, but swelling's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a piece of cheese at the end of a fishing hook. Yeah. That's I didn't you. get that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, was that an example of like you're useless or what would Um I just wrote the word what beside it, so I have no context. <laughs> Fair enough. Maybe maybe it means like you can't catch a fish with a piece of cheese. Like a I don't piece know. of cheese at the end of a fishing hook. Yeah. Also, <laughs> She says at one point to one of the guys, you have a booger in your left nostril. Use this finger to pick it out, which is her middle finger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a classic. I'm adding it to my arsenal. Um, 
maybe that's it. Oh, that was kind of disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> they she mentions like uh, Count Chocula or someone mentions Count Chocula at one point. Yeah, she mentions Baywatch. I just have like a list of like all the '90s references. Mm-hmm. She says like to the Bat Tank at one yeah. point. Yeah, he likes Doris Day, and that's like so not a '90s thing <laughs> yeah. at all, which is very confusing. Like, how did he like Doris Day? Probably wouldn't he. When it wasn't really that well known in the, by the by the 90s. Yeah, like even and by 90s standards, this is not yeah, a, a like a current really, reference. You're really into like like obscure oldies pop culture yeah. to know who Doris Day is. <laughs> so like the, it just made no sense to like why does she have an autographed picture of Doris Day? Why does she want a bust carving <laughs> of Doris Day? Like why? The kangaroos mention one point they're like talking about one of the leaders is like he's Jack Kerouac incarnate. I'm like. Who is gonna get that? Re- like, oh, what yeah. is that? I like, I know who Jack poetry, Car- right? Yeah, yeah. But and then that's I. I think that they wrote that line just to say he's like he's Jack Kerouac incarnate. It's like we're all incarnate <laughs> to say that they're reincarnated. It's such a weird like. Yeah, I, I. I really did not like this movie. I enjoyed it, but I did not enjoy <laughs> it. I didn't enjoy the experience of watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, would you recommend this movie to anyone? Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> I recommend it to potheads. <laughs> yeah. That really is the best way to watch this movie. Yeah. Similar to Orgasmo, you just, you need you to. You have to be high. Because when I watched it originally, I wasn't high. As as an adult now, I was stoned when I watched <laughs> it. <laughs> Probably explains why I was eating Dunkaroos. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you have to be really stoned to sit through it. Yeah. Um, it did not age well. Extra strength. Um, Tylenol and cough syrup also yeah. will will do for that. Cool. If that's just more just take thing. drugs. Is what you're telling. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I, it was it was rough for me to watch this one because I have to watch them. Generally, movies on the show, I will watch it with a very specific lens because I'm looking for things like inconsistencies right. or things that that don't make sense. And I like ha- I normally pause it. To like write notes down. Mm-hmm. It took like twice as long to watch this movie because I had to keep pausing because there's so <laughs> many things. Like the fucking kangaroo soldier thing, I couldn't handle that. I truly, it was, and I didn't know that that was a thing in the comics until after I was finished the movie that Booga is like her boyfriend mm-hmm. and he's a kangaroo. And I think like looking at pictures of him from the comic, it's like, oh, that's a cool looking character. And then there must have like they must have been like, how the fuck do we translate this to a movie? Yeah. yeah. And then what we got was just the craziest. I think this movie would be fun to watch, like, at a sleepover. Sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you could talk the whole time and be like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. That's and, dumb. And right, not miss know? anything. Yeah. Yeah. It had a really good soundtrack, though. And that's something that will help me sit through a movie mm, for a long true. period of time is if the music's mm-hmm. good. And they had a lot of good tunes on there. Yeah. Very 90s. There was a, a scene where she's, like, showering in dust or whatever. Yeah. And they're playing Portishead. Yeah. 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 It was, like, a de-lousing thing. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. she, like, pulls the thing and it's just, like, <laughs> like <laughs> white dust falls out. I was like, oh, this isn't sexy. And then there's, like, a smaller one that she uses to, like, specifically oh, just, dust like, off her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to blow it off. Yeah. Um, it didn't do a very good job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, she got interrupted. She yeah. had to go uh, help out Jack Girl, you know, make right. out with her. Um, well, I think that'll just about do it for this, uh, this episode. Wait, no. Uh, oh, the no. Fir- the first credit at the end of the movie, instead of being the cast, is the unit production manager. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> That's just something I thought was fun. <laughs> that is really, yeah, that, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. It should be like maybe the director. Maybe they died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was an in memoriam, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'll to write in memoriam, but Yeah. Oh, I also forgot it has an audience score of 63%. It's a cult classic. Oh, it's a cult classic. Yeah. 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 I don't know if it deserves cult status. No. If anything, it's a niche. Yeah. It's a major niche. Yeah. It's I would, a little comic book movie. Yeah, yeah. I would watch it just to, like, look at all the crazy, like, 90s set dressing they can yeah. do in any scene. Because the there's a lot of it. was amazing on yeah, that movie. absolutely. Costumes were great. Well, I mean, kind of. Not the kangaroo <laughs> ones. They, even their costumes were so... Tacky? Like, tacky and 90s, but I, yeah. yeah, there was something about it. They looked like somebody that had a job at a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Totally. Like one of the Chuck E. Cheese yeah. cast. Yeah. Um, well, do you guys have, uh, do you have anything to plug? Um, I am producing the next uh, highbrow 
comedy show, which is just a bunch of comics that get high, and then we do sets on while we're high. Uh, <laughs> and this is going to be at uh, the Goodwill on March 19th. Sweet. Uh, it's produced by myself, and Alyssa Blackwolf kicks in. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and that happens every two months, and you can also just find me hosting at uh, the Goodwill every second Tuesday of every month for a comedy open mic called On Common Ground, so all comics are welcome, veterans or newbies, and uh, it's free, so it's a really good time to go drink and watch a bunch of comics do their material. I haven't been to any of the highbrow shows. How does that, does it normally go pretty well? It goes really well. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, cool. Everybody that's been on it so far has really enjoyed themselves, and we're trying to cycle through all the comics that smoke weed before right. we can go back to them, because a lot of them are just like, we want to do it again. Like, well, I got away. I don't know about anything that far in the future. Okay, that's fair. Hopefully they'll still be booking me on shows <laughs> by the time this comes out. Yeah, well, you do, you do Follow shows. Follow me on Twitter. Yeah, sure. Sra underscore 5000. That's S-R-A underscore 5000. Okay. <laughs> do, you have, do you have Twitter as well, Anna? Or? Yeah, I've got the Twitter and the Instagram. <laughs> and you can find me at Anna Dumbass Kid. <laughs> I just added you today. I was like, that's really clever. I like that. <laughs> it was a teacher that mispronounced my last name in elementary school, and I was known as Dumbass Kid oh. for years. Yeah, that's A-N-A, Dumbass Kid. <laughs> nice. <laughs> One N. <laughs> um, and, yeah, if you like this show, you can follow at Pod on all platforms. Uh, well, Anna Damaskin, Sarah London, thank you so much for coming on the show, and thank you for suggesting this movie. I... Really, I was. If nothing else, I was happy to just finally have an opportunity to to watch it. So this is my new favorite movie. <laughs> Perfect. All right, thank you. No problem. <laughs>